Hello, and welcome to the Date Night Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Russell. With me is my co-host, Ashley Russell. Hello. This is a show where each week, Ashley and I, we talk about a new movie that's playing in theaters, and then we break it down whether we thought it was good or bad, and whether or not it would make for a good date movie. On this episode, we're talking about Men in Black International. This is the newest film in the Men in Black series, which began back in 1997 with Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. This movie reboots the cast with Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson in the leads. The IMDb plot summary reads, The Men in Black have always protected the Earth from the scum of the universe. In this new adventure, they tackle their biggest threat to date, a mole in the Men in Black organization. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> this movie, it uh, currently has a 23% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ouch. Yeah, and it opened this past weekend here in the States to about 28 million. Yee. Um, <laughs> uh, it had a, a B cinema score. Uh, all of these are the lowest in the series. You know, the, these movies, they're used to much bigger numbers than this. I think Sony was hoping for bigger numbers than this. It did better overseas. I mean, hence the title, right? International. I think that's the main play here. But this is, I mean, this has the ways to go before it's uh, even a, like a break-even situation. But uh, before we dig into this film, let's, let's just talk about the Men of Black series in general. You know, it started uh, like 22 years ago. With w- Big Willie. It was the first leading vehicle for him, like big budget vehicle for him. You know, he had Independence Day. He was like part of the ensemble. This was kind of like, you know, uh, tailored to his, his persona a little yeah. bit. And yeah, are you, are you a fan of the original movies? I'm a fan of the first original movie. Okay. It was original. Original. It, I, I mean, I was a big fan of him with Fresh Prince. So having this first Men in Black movie really, like, I think in my mind catapulted him to movie stardom versus being a, you know, TV star. Well, he was kind of leading up to, he had Bad Boys and he had Independence Day and then, yeah, Men in Black. And then he I just mean, that was a great year, right? Or a great two years. Uh, well, the, ni- the 90s in yeah. general were very good to, to Big Willie. <laughs> <laughs> But then, yeah, and the key, the key word really is original. That's a movie, The First Men in Black, it's original. I mean, it's a comedy, it, it, and it's actually funny. Yeah. I describe it as, you know, a movie that's smarter than you would expect. You kind of go in expecting, like, a big, dumb comedy, and it's it's a lot sharper and more subversive and just really well-timed. Yeah. Yeah, just very original, good special effects that, the that, bug, that hold up. I mean, the bug was gross. I mean, the, the villain was the good. The villain, yeah, played by Vincent D'Onofrio. I mean, kind of a cool villain where it's like this bug, alien, and inhabiting a human, like pulling this human skin yeah, on top well, of it. And some really good effects there. Yeah. For sure. And uh, yeah, that was just, that was a kind of a movie just of its time, right? Like kind of in the, kind of in the mid to late 90s. It kind of just works on its own. Well, and you got two really great actors leading the... It was a time where actors alone could kind of be a draw for yeah. a movie. And Will Smith at this time definitely was. Um, but not just Will Smith. I mean... Tommy Lee Jones, Tommy yeah. Lee he was Jones he was, was going strong <laughs> for sure. And they had a good chemistry. I mean, that movie's kind of like lightning in a bottle, yeah. so to speak. It, it's hard to really replicate that, although they tried. There were two sequels. <laughs> what, what did you think of Men in Black 2? That's the light of Zartha, right? I mean, I have not seen it in a long time, but yeah, that sounds about right. I know Rosario Dawson's in it. Yeah, she's the light of Zartha. Johnny Knoxville and Laura Flynn Boyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> that, that's a that's a movie. That's a movie. Well, you know what? It wasn't as it wasn't bad. You know, I love Frank the dog. Obviously, 
Yeah, the he, pug, the he, talking pug. Yeah, he's yeah. one of my favorites in that. Sure. Um, as well as Johnny Knoxville. I thought Johnny Knoxville's character was pretty funny. Right, like a two-headed alien, I think, is going on. Yeah. And then three is them going back in time, right? Will, Will Smith, yeah, he jumps off a skyscraper and he goes back in time. And he hooks up with Josh Brolin, who's playing a young Tommy Lee Jones. I mean, it's it's pretty convoluted. It's a little better than two, I would say. I mean, they're trying a little harder. Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of a mess. I mean, some people argue that's a good movie. I didn't love it. I guess I look at the Men in Black, quote unquote, series. It's kind of like Jurassic Park. Like, you got one great one. And Le- then a Le- couple leave- of mediocre ones. Leave it alone. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't really work as, as a series. Some stories do, right? Yeah. We've seen some that do, definitely. I don't think this one does. This particular movie... Um, this movie, it begins with like two flashback prologues, essentially. The first one has Chris Hemsworth and Liam Neeson. They're agents in Paris. They're on a mission in 2016. They're looking for an alien entity known as the Hive. The Hive. And that scene, it kind of abruptly ends, just as the Hive emerges and they're about to fight. It looks like a big fight's going to go down and then yeah. we just kind of dissolve, go to a flashback uh, another 20 years to when Tessa Thompson's character, Molly, she's a little girl and she sees her parents get neuralized. Yep. But she kind of like hides away and she voids her eyes. Yep. During this scene, uh, young Molly, she, be- she befriends a cute alien critter. Yeah. Who will uh, possibly reappear later in the story. And then, uh, so after that is out of the way, we jump to present day and Tessa Thompson's Molly uh, she's trying to join the men in black. She's trying to find them. Yep. And she eventually does. She finds her headquarters and she's recruited by Emma Thompson's Agent O. And so then Molly's first assignment is to go to London, to the London branch where she teams up with Chris Hemsworth's Agent H. Then they're tasked with taking this alien dignitary for a night out on the town. And this alien leader, he gives Molly a special box to protect before he's assassinated. Yeah. That, that's a scene that goes yep. down. And so basically the bulk of this film, it's agents M and H heading around the globe in pursuit of the mole. Yeah. Along the way, they acquire a cute alien sidekick named Pawnee. My babe. Who's voiced by Kumail Nanjiani. And that, yeah. that kind of sums up like the main thrust of the movie. Yeah. What, did, what were your thoughts on this movie? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed myself. I actually had low expectations going into it. I was going to ask what, yeah, what were your expectations going? I was not expecting much. I mean, the trailers didn't look great. No, it didn't look great. This wasn't a movie anyone was asking for. No, I mean, who would ask for that? I mean, I don't, Sony. I don't understand. Sony's the only one asking for this. <laughs> but I mean, you know, Tessa Thompson did good. Chris Hemsworth was a little. I mean, he was eye candy. I guess he's playing like kind of a dummy again. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's he's a little bit of Thor again. Like there's kind of a weak Thor like hammer gag. Yeah. yeah. I my favorite character was Pawnee. He's like the Frank. You can never go wrong with like a cute animated uh, sidekick. You can. In a movie like this. And, and especially like his comedic timing was like so on point. I agree. He's given some of the best lines in the film. Yeah. You know, vo- again, voiced by Kumail Don- Nanjiani, and he does a great job. <laughs> he-, he brings a lot to he- this. Uh, oh, yeah, there's one, there's one bit where he asks, like, are you a queen? And yeah. she's like, you know, in the sense of, like, all women are queens. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so you you liked uh, Tessa Thompson. And she's the lead, yeah. basically. I mean, the movie kind of is kind of hanging on her shoulders, and you, you liked her. Yeah. 
I did. I did. The, the book, the movie, they're globetrotting. Yeah. I kind of looked at this as like Men in Black meets James Bond to a degree. Yeah. They kind of adopt a little bit of a James Bond attitude. I mean, it's not as cool as that sounds. <laughs> but they, they do. They kind of mix the world of Men in Black and give it like a James Bond sort of makeover. Yeah. I thought. So so overall, you you enjoyed it. Anything that you didn't you didn't dig? Well, what did you think of the chemistry between Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson? Presumably, they cast them because these two, you know, they were in Thor Ragnarok, and and they showed some chemistry in there. And so, I guess someone at Sony is like, I know who the next Men in Black are. <laughs> and I mean, I thought I thought they got along fine. Well, I think what's what's lacking are good lines. Yeah, no, that that's the writing was was you just I mean pretty poor. Yeah, I mean there doing... was no like you know with Will Smith, I make this look good. True, and it, look to be fair, they're doing their own thing. Like you, you can't copy well, I guess that. Tessa Thompson had the one line where she to- tells Agent O, "You make this look good." Yeah, like sure, you know, she looks good in that suit. To the actor's credit, they're doing their own thing. They're not trying to mimic the chemistry from Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. No, that you, that you, was its own unique thing. You can't thing. mimic that. I'm not asking yeah. to mimic that, but like the they needed better lines for sure. And you could tell, like in the first when you're rewatching the first Men in Black, Will Smith, he's he's ad libbing. I, I would assume for he's, sure. But Chris Hemsworth and Tessa, they're not comedians. Exactly. Yeah, they don't. They have a different kind of energy. And it's not, yeah, it's not as humor. So, and I guess one sort of trade-off you get, like, this movie, it's not as good with the comedy, but it kind of ups the action. Yeah. So it's a little better as an action movie, less so as a comedy. Yeah. And that's that's where you get, like, director F. Gary Gray. What do you think of Paul Rudd? Uh, as, as what, an actor? No. He's as, great. As so, uh, playing... Men in Black? Yeah, Chris Hemsworth. Like, Paul Rudd would have been... Better. In, in my opinion, a lot funnier. More I mean, comedically But inclined. he's also able to... Yeah. I mean, that would have been such a better cast. You're right. Uh, well, yeah, Paul Rudd, definitely more inclined for comedy. Yeah. Yeah, and that could have yielded some better laughs, for sure. Um, some sharper comedic chemistry. I mean, Chris Hemsworth, he's doing his best. I, I like Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> No, I mean, he's he's good. He's, yeah, I mean they're they're doing their best. I think with 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 what they have. Um, and I, I mean, thought, he looks great. Uh, th- th- yeah, they. I mean, Eye candy. Yeah, they they both look good. Um, and Tessa Thompson, uh, she holds it down, and she's yeah. This is probably the best I've seen her. You know, she's typically she's you know she she kind of acts a little uh, too cool for school. Oh yeah 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 yeah. You could say, and if you want an example of that, I mean, watch Thor. I mean, that's her whole vibe. And that's maybe part of her appeal. But here she's a little more vulnerable. She shows just some insecurity. Yeah. You know, she's like, she's eager to please a little bit. Those aspects just kind of endeared me uh, to the character. But I definitely wish she had better lines. (laughs) And that's, that's not on her. That's on the writers. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm with you. You know, I was pleasantly surprised by the film. I guess before we go any further, let's take a break. And then when we come back, we'll, we'll we'll dip in to some spoilers. Yep. All right, we're back, and we're gonna get into some spoilers for Men in Black International. And the, I guess, the big spoiler is that Liam Neeson is is the bad guy. Da, da, da. I mean, I guess that's kind of the the one of the weaker elements of the film. It's not a surprise. I I don't think it all. was a surprise. It's not really even set you, up. You think it's agency, and it's not. I guess agency. Yeah, Rafe Spall. He uh, comes off as a kind of a know-it-all sure, agent. Sure, sure. I guess. Uh, look, the way the first scene ends, you know, that prologue. 
it, the way it ends so abruptly, we don't even really get to see. Uh, you can tell something fishy is going on, yeah. right? Like they withheld something. Yeah. And We've seen he, other movies do, well, do this trick. And then Chris Hemsworth's character kept repeating, you know, a line on how they defeated the Hive. Nothing but our wits and our Series 7 atomizers. Yeah, like, okay. I mean, every single time. And they figured out he was neuralized yeah. closer to the end of the movie. Well, at one point, like, Rafe Spall kind of gets onto it. Yeah. He, he's, uh, there's some sort of discrepancy. He calls him on it. And then at another point, the leads kind of catch on to it and then yeah. we're just kind of waiting for the movie to reveal it <laughs> and then eventually it does and yeah this is where the movie just feels kind of like overextended i guess and we know where it's going all in all like agent m yeah. and agent h right they have to protect this thing that the this uh, mcguffin mcguffin yeah <laughs> the- which turns out to be a like a Giant ass gun. A giant ass gun that has the power of a star that is deadlier than anything on the planet. I mean, yeah, you're like you, a nuclear weapon in your hands. You got, pretty you much. Got, yeah, you got star power. I mean, yeah. you're you're going supersonic. Shh. Yeah, and so yeah, one scene. <laughs> and one so s- they lose it. They get it back, and then they lose it again. Sure. And then they ended up using it to eventually kill the hive. Is that what happens? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I mean, it's been a couple days. It's kind of a forgettable film. (laughs) Is that before, like, Liam Neeson is revealed? Losing it again is when they gave it to Liam Neeson, only to find out that he's actually not who he says he is. And so what what is his motivation in this? What is Liam Neeson's game? So he was... Was he being mind controlled? No, he became the hive. (laughs) He became the hive. Yeah. So he was the hive. So he's an alien. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly what it is. But he took over the persona of and Liam Neeson. Of Liam Neeson. Okay. And you see, you see the alien at the end, which is pretty cool. Pretty cool looking. I don't even remember what it looks like. Really? What What did it look like? I don't know, but it was cool looking. <laughs> <laughs> you must remember. <laughs> uh, overall, yeah. I mean, I thought the special effects are pretty good. Uh, I thought it was a, a decent looking movie, and I like I was worried from the trailers it did, it did not look good. But uh, overall, you know, director F. Gary Gray he he, he gave it a, a decent look and a decent pace. Do you think that they tried to do a kind of like a love connection at the end with Liam Neeson and Tessa Thompson when they get in the car? Liam Neeson? Do you mean not cr- Liam Chris Neeson. Hemsworth? Chris <laughs> like, Hemsworth. Cow. There were, uh, there were a couple of lines, a couple of moments where it felt like maybe they're going in that direction. I didn't feel that sort of chemistry. I didn't either. Between them. No. So, I mean, it's sort of if, dropped. If that's where they wanted to go, I, I didn't un- understand it's sort it. Of, it's didn't... sort of thrown out there and not really done much with. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that, I mean, that's fine. Yeah, they don't have that kind of chemistry. They do not. No. But I, yeah, overall, I mean, I was, I was won over by her. And if like if she didn't work, this whole movie really wouldn't work. I guess part of the reason why I feel kind of like lenient and charitable to this film is maybe just like timing. Like last week, you know, we saw a movie kind of built around like Sophie Turner, who yeah. could not, it was not not carrying it. Yeah. <laughs> and here, Tessa Thompson is just way more capable, and that that makes a big difference when you're dealing with material like this. <laughs> like you, you need some humans. Yeah. Like, to get you through it. All respect to Sophie Turner. Yeah. 
But I, like spoiler wise, is there anything else like that happens in this film? I'm trying to remember. Uh, does it set anything up for like you know Men in Black International Part Two? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, I don't think so. I uh, know, I know. Tessa Thompson goes on to go to the U.S. and then Chris Hemsworth, Agent H, is now going to be in charge of the London office. So maybe so, so they'll separate. Yeah, they're going to be. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I doubt there's going to be a follow up to this with the box. With office. the low numbers, yeah. I don't think. I mean, Not I good. didn't. Unless there was like a secret bonus scene, which we didn't stay for. No, we we did. I mean, I feel kind of bad for Sony. Like, I mean, Men in Black, Ghostbusters, and Spider Man. Like, they flog those three real aggressive. They bombed on two. Men in Black and Ghostbusters. I, I mean, I know no one at Sony wants to hear that. Like, that's a one and done. Ghostbusters, it's a one and done. I mean, I, I I know they made a sequel, but it's a one and done. It's like a moment in time. We have these particular talents yep. who, who come together to make this thing, and it works. Yeah, and that's it. You can't replicate it. Uh, so I, yeah, I kind of put Men in Black and Ghostbusters uh, like on in the same, that same category. Yeah, I mean, yeah. both original special effects comedies. Stop making sequels. <laughs> I say that as someone who kind of enjoyed this movie. I just yeah, I had real low expectations. I think that's the key. Yeah. To having any kind of enjoyment, like, yeah, if you go in, like, expecting your mind blown. <laughs> it won't happen. You're going to be, yeah, or expecting anything on the level of the first. Yeah. Don't. Bad, bad call. It's more like if you've been, this is a good movie, if you've been, like, outside in the sun all day. And you need, like. And, yeah, you want to cool off. You like, you can't think anymore. Yeah. You need to be in some air conditioning. Turn your brain off. <laughs> Have a cocktail. I, hate, at I mean, the I AMC hate saying theater. that. I hate saying that. Like, turn your brain off. I mean, I didn't think this movie was like insulting to my intelligence, but it's not a movie that asks a lot of you. Which sometimes you want that. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes you want a movie you kind of have to work for a little bit. Sometimes you want a movie that does all the work for you. I know those movies very well. I, I watch them all the time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love them. So, would you think this is a good date movie? It, it's okay. <laughs> I would say it's okay too. Maybe it's not, not for it's the not first a bad, date. It's not a bad date movie. I mean, it's yeah. If you and your partner like, it's fun. We have nothing else to do. Let's go see a movie. Sure. It, it's yeah. It's that kind of date. <laughs> as someone again, as someone who thought it looked really terrible, I came out just kind of like pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I mean, there's better movies to see. Like, see late night with yeah. your date. Yeah, late night. Depending on your late age. Late night. Late night. Depending on your age, you know, uh, see late night first. But yeah, this is an okay I mean, choice. Emma Thompson was in that one too. She said, "Yeah, yeah." I was gonna say she's having a good year, but both of these kind of. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> what um, what 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 grade would you give this guy? I give it a B minus. I'm yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> it's a light recommend. It's like, like yeah, yeah, I'm not saying like, hey, go see it. I'm not like shouting on the rooftops, but it's it's better than I think like the bombing that aspect it's portraying. and, and yeah. the critical kind of like roasting it's getting. I feel like that like you know 23. percent That's more of a reflection of like what this movie stands for. I yeah, feel, which is like creative bankruptcy. People, people are, are well, I mean, people <laughs> are comparing itself. it to the original, and you can't do that. No. You have to come into this with fresh eyes, and and it's a fresh story, and it's completely different characters. Except Frank. Frank big, is still in it. A big. He has a cameo, right? Yeah. Little, little Frank. <laughs> Always good to see him. Uh, a big part of why the original worked was because it was original, <laughs> and, was, and you know, Big Willie's charm. It, it was key to to that movie's appeal. Some people are saying like, oh, if you have brought back 
Big Willie and Tommy Lee Jones. This would have done better. I feel like we've been around that block. And we have. No, that's not going to... I mean, it maybe would have done a no, little better, but not by I much. I would have liked, and you know, I said this at the end, I would have liked them to have gotten the Men in Black soundtrack. Bring back, like, Big Willies. We are the Men in Black. I just... I, I, Galaxy Defenders. Great music video. Yes. I, I, I love that. I... I I'll always remember that music video. Will Smith dancing with the CGI alien. But they could have like cut back and had the the characters like Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson kind of on the rollout doing the same dance or something. Dancing to that song. It, 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 I mean, it from the music video, right? Like just, they could have done that and that would have been like a good homage to previous <laughs> movies. But they probably, I mean, they either couldn't afford the Men in Black soundtrack or Big I, Willie put a stop to it. I think they're they're trying to do their own thing. <laughs> like bringing back like 22-year-old songs. That still hold up, in my personal opinion. <laughs> that'd, be like, mm-hmm. really, that'd be a really random kind of way to end exactly. it off. <laughs> oh, my God. Why are we bringing this back? But I would be for it. Right? like I, I enjoy that song. Yeah. Why not just bring in Wild Wild West while we're at it? I mean... No. No. Okay. Go, go <laughs> too much. That, yeah. That's a bridge too far. Yeah. Okay. That's Men in Black International, directed by F. Gary Gray. You can find more episodes at anchor.fm slash movie date night, as well as on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're on Twitter at dnmoviepodcast, and you can also email us at datenightmoviepodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, I'm Patrick. And I'm Ashley. Thanks for listening. Bye.